Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the one true podcast and the only podcast to have a final episode. One might say, um, Irreligiosity Endgame, Chuck. <laughs> Endgame. I like and, it. Wait, how about Captain Endgame? No, uh, never mind. Uh, no. <laughs> no, just Endgame. What about Infinity Endgame? Infinity Irreligiosity, the last true, the last true podcast. Part hey, that's two. our new one. Yeah, no, like the last true podcast. The last true. The last podcast. podcast you will ever need. That's right. The only podcast you need for erectile dysfunction. Matt, it's been a nice run, but it's probably time to end this show. We're good. Yeah, we should have. We should do a final episode then, Chuck. Yeah, we've it's we've run our course. How about this one? Let's make this. The final battle. I think that's probably good. I've pretty much said what I had to say. Yeah. How about you? Do you have anything else you want to say? I got some skunk dicks. Oh, all right. I was going to say, <laughs> let's just end the podcast here then. We get, we're get we done. Oh, you're right. Okay. I, oh, I like, yes, I do have something I want to say. Okay. Oh, so right. here's the deal. When you approach an intersection, you stop prior to the goddamn crosswalk. Not in the crosswalk. Not through the crosswalk. It's before the crosswalk. I'm well, walking here. You say that like there's no controversy. There's a certain percentage of the population who believes that you're wrong about that. You should s- stop right square in the middle of the crosswalk. According to my scientific yet anecdotal data I have compiled through personal experience, crosswalks are for stopping in and not prior to. <laughs> Especially if somebody's walking in it. Yeah, if there's someone else in there, you're okay to proceed with caution. I'm not bitter about this because I just almost got hit by two cars about 30 minutes ago. This is it. it it's never a problem until it directly impacts you. Is that That's right, right, Matt? Well, we've never it's heard like, this problem before on the show. I'm a Republican now. I don't care about <laughs> anything until it personally affects me. Fuck two you, cars. Chuck Hillary. Two cars. <laughs> nearly fucking run you over and now suddenly it's a problem <laughs> this is a pandemic of crosswalk uh, violations um also did you hear about chuck woolery it's kind of uh, yeah 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 that, uh, two tweets in the span of i think 24 hours that, that was impressive even for a conservative right it's just like the first one's all like it's a hoax lies uh fuck mask go trump or whatever it's all about Preventing Trump from getting reelected, it's all hoaxes. And oh, that's lying. right. Democrats, the doctors, the CDC. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was it? How long? 12 hours later? Uh, my son's got the coronavirus. So. <laughs> he tested positive. <laughs> it was like, a, I just want to clarify my previous post. Yeah, it's real. I mean, yeah, retract everything I just said. I was up a fucking oh, tree. I think he got so much <laughs> flack about it that he deleted his account now. It's gone. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, ah. Uh, every, meanwhile, everybody else is like, who's Chuck Woolery? And Chuck Woolery is still alive? That was yeah, my, that was my that reaction. Was, the second one was my reaction, too. I'm like, the dude from Love Connection? Like, that yeah, dude? like, like in, from 70s. and eight, Like, the guy who responded to uh, That'd Be the Butt, Bob, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 1978 or something. Yeah, that's the dude. Like, when you got stuck home from school and you're forced to watch uh, anything you possibly can. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
Uh, I love the fact that even though those those two tweets were very close in time and space, Trump still managed to retweet it before he retracted it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm surprised Trump retweeted it. You know, it's not really it's not Nazi enough. You know, it's got denialism and conspiracy thinking, but it didn't have that little sousant of white nationalism. That's, yeah, did it that's really, really how you get rise to the level of a Trump retweet. Was it crazy enough? Was it racist I, enough? Right. Basically, anytime Trump tweets something like that, you have to go like, okay, what just really happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what behind the scenes shit just happened? Did someone else get just fired that was <laughs> investigating Trump and say the Southern District in New York or the Eastern District? I'm... I'm worried about the Western District. And what about the Northern District of New York? Yeah, All of the, these attorney, just attorney, district attorneys. Some other crime that he's trying to cover up with a retweet of Chuck Woolery. Uh, <laughs> that is exactly. You're giving Trump too much credit. That's too, it's too smart. That's too smart. I know. It just seems that they're coincidence. But then if you just look at it as in he always tweets crazy shit. And he's always doing illegal and or unethical shit at the same time. Yeah, so. it's right. Correlation <laughs> and causation, Matt. Right. Oh, boy. Good times we're living in, Chuck. Well, that brings Good up uh, my skunk dick of the week. And that would have to, you know how I've said in the past, I don't blame Trump so much. He's a symptom, right? Not a cause. Right. Uh, I, you know, uh, I was wrong. I fully blame Trump on this. You know, for someone who is so concerned with his reelection chances. Uh, the simple solution to this, and uh, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure someone has to have pointed out to him, just fucking lead, right? Uh, you're too dumb yeah. to do it yourself, but put it off on someone smarter than you. Have them kind of coordinate a national response to this pandemic. Get Make sure all the states have, uh, you know, blue states and red states have all of uh, the PPE that they need, all the resources, all the testing. This should not be a difficult matter, right? Make it sure that the fucking have. states aren't bidding against each other for life-saving resources. That's the whole kind of purpose of the federal. That's why we have a federal government. That's why we ha- we had a stockpile of PPE. Yeah, that's apparently the, that's not for us. That's for the federal government. <laughs> government. <laughs> the federal government. Not for the states, you dumb shits. For the states. Uh, yeah. So you'd think that someone with any manner of self-preservation would, would actually kind of take advantage of this opportunity and and lead in the crisis uh, so you can capture that little rally around the flag pole bump. But uh, Yeah, but You'd have to be a person with like a minimal level of intelligence and ability, and you and he's systematically been clearing the room of anybody that's that's reasonable at all. So nobody can speak up anymore because they disagree with him because he's a fucking moron. Right. I'm not. But then he's like, I'm quoting Tillerson, his person, you know, his previous fucking secretary of state. (laughs) I'm not just making that up. I'm quoting his previous employee. Uh, he's a fucking moron. Uh, not a bit of empathy. Oh. Although this is, again, nothing that we we recently discovered about him. We knew all this shit way no. back in 2015 yeah. and 2016. I'm not surprised. We fucking elected him. <clears throat> so it's back to the American people. Uh, fuck you, American people. And fuck Trump. I'm, I'm nominating them both for the skeptics. Yes. 
my favorite response to uh, the things that's been going on where where every time he gets rid of something, Gavsar gets gets rid of someone and fires them or releases them or they resign. Or he he immediately does a couple of things. He either doesn't know them anymore, yeah. like I don't even know, them. or he says like they're a wacko, they're they're crazy, they're terrible at their job. And this one reporter was like, "Why do you keep hiring all these wackos and people that suck at their job?" <laughs> You must be a terrible boss. You are a horrible judge of character. Just the best people. I just hire the best. You wouldn't believe the caliber of people oh. I hire. The best people. Oh, yeah. Because that was his campaign promise. Remember? Was like, how are you going to solve this? I was, I'm going to get the best people. As literally, it was his answer. I get the best people. Okay. Now, listen, well, apparently, I know, I know I'm a dumb shit. All right. I'm just going to put that out there. I know I'm a dumb shit. But I have the ability to hire the best people. That's kind of that was George W. Bush's campaign motto right there. I know I'm a dumb yeah, shit, yeah. but I'm going to surround myself with smart people. I mean, at least his. I mean, they were horrible, evil people, in my opinion. But at least they were competent. <laughs> they <laughs> evil <Evil-ness>. people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm laughing because bitter, bitter time. pill to swallow. But yeah, yes, because pain plus time equals comedy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, Yep. uh, Trump and, yeah, pretty much the American people. Um, I'm going to support this skunk dick of the American people, Chuck, with my skunk dick nomination, which is people that aren't wearing a fucking mask. Wear your goddamn masks. Jesus Christ. I can't, Matt. It decreases my oxygen. Yes. That's that's one of the reasons. Um. Wait, let's get to that in a second, though. Oh. Uh, first, you've probably seen this. There is, I think, Florida, as they do, led the nation in not wearing masks and going to a, um, uh, what do you call it, like a city council meeting uh, to complain about mask mandate. And it was so ridiculous that someone edited it into a Parks and Rec episode because <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like the same insane objection. Like, I can't remember the episode of Parks and Recs, but. They just want to make a park, I assume. And people so were like, this is, this is like the Holocaust. This is the return of Hitler, you know? Yeah. Except that's what people were saying. Uh, but that's Florida. You, you wouldn't expect that in Utah, or would you? Well, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. Anti mask crowd fills Utah County meeting on mask mandate except the request and the meeting had to be adjourned and rescheduled due to health concerns because they packed that fucking place with no one wearing a mask what guess what one of the biggest objections to wearing a mask was uh i would guess either personal freedom or uh i can't breathe it was yeah it's kind of like personal freedom it was it was um I'm against government mandates. No, oh, fuck you. To which there was plenty of applause. Oh, fuck you. The other things that came up, uh, it's man-made, it's weaponized, it was made in a lab in China. So that's why you don't wear a mask? What the fuck? Yes. It, it was Dr. Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates created the virus to usher in a new world order. That was said at a County meeting. Yeah, I can believe all. Somebody of it, said that in public, not deep on the internet, like right in public. 
I can believe all that. that. This is someone who spends all of their time on the internet in places the internet where they're not challenged on any of their beliefs. So they're like, this is totally reasonable. Yeah. This is absolutely reasonable. Uh, deep state Fauci. But I throw Fauci in there just because, you know, he's just kind of telling you what the data shows, right? Traitor! Fauci. Traitor. Just, I know, they're just throwing him in there because Trump turned on him. And deep Trump state. turned on him be- because he was, what do you call it? Not countermanning, but... Um, he was basically saying things that were the opposite of what Trumpers. He was saying things that were based in reality and science. Yeah, um, and uh, I think the real reason is that it, Fauci was more popular than Trump. People, you know, polls started coming out saying that they trust Fauci better more than they do Trump. So yeah. uh, now Trump's oh can't take that. So Trump, but he's too cowardly to come out and say "fuck you, Fauci" in person. So he gets his little underlings to do it for him. Yeah, Jesus. Part of a deep state. so. So what are, here's some objections. So I, mean, I I can't answer these conspiracy theories ones because that's just crazy. Uh, it's bullshit. That's all I can say. But um, here's some other objections. It can't breathe. So if you encounter these in the wild, here's how you should respond. Yes, you can. Fuck you. So that's that's the response to that one. I can't breathe. You're just rebreathing CO2. Chuck, can you guess what the response to that one should be? Uh. The response should be, do you know the size of a carbon dioxide molecule? Are you, are you aware of the size of a carbon dioxide molecule? Oh, God, no. No, that's way too complicated. The answer is, no, you're not. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a condition. Do you know what the answer to that is? <laughs> no, you don't. Fuck you. Ah, now you got it. Yeah. Now, if somebody does, if you do see someone out in public and... Let's say you actually can't wear a mask due to your your condition, whatever that may be. But if someone says, hey, wear a mask, your response should be, well, I can't, but thank you for wearing a mask and not just screaming at somebody in a Trader Joe's. Hey, you're wrong. Your response oh, you're right. should be drawing your gun and reminding this asshole of your Second Amendment right to keep him bare arms. That's right. There is no amendment to force me to wear a mask. Just quit violating my personal freedoms, one of which is the right to keep and bear arms. And then probably just shoot everybody. Our rights are so important, especially our Second Amendment, our beautiful Second Amendment. It's like religion. It's really the only right that matters. All other rights are secondary to that. They're subordinate yeah. to the right to keep and bear arms. Oh, my God. Um, I have a right yeah. not to wear a mask. It's in the Constitution. It is in there. I'm pretty sure. Things I can refuse to do. Let's see. Wear a mask. That's in the Constitution. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. <laughs> so. I believe the little known Sixth Amendment is uh, your right not to wear a mask shall not be infringed. So that's confusing. right. A little confusing because there's a double negative in there. So most people don't know about it. But it's right there in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Look it up. And I, I'll come do that right now. Found it. Yep. Confirmed. Verbatim, I think. Uh, yes. And the Seventh Amendment in the you know Bill of Rights, those first ten amendments, is that if anyone should fuck around with your right not to wear a mask, you shoot him in the balls. I believe that's the Seventh Amendment. Right in the balls? There's a, well, it's a question whether you shoot him with musket balls or shoot him in the balls. It's shoot never been balls with balls. Uh, adjudicated by the higher courts. Well, Chuck, you'd have to be pretty testy to shoot someone in the balls. 
<laughs> I'll shout myself out. <laughs> uh, oh my god. This is why we don't do podcasts anymore, Matt. This is exactly why. Oh, this is exactly why we do do podcasts. Welcome ball. to the final episode. <laughs> oh my god, I've missed ball jokes. Been it's been too long. <laughs> oh. Well, I got another skunk dick if you'd like to hear of it. Sure. Uh, this one's aviation related because uh, I still have a job for now. So that's kind of nice. Um, oh, sure. You got to bring your fucking religion into this. That's right. Uh, there was an Alaska airline flight was forced to turn around after a passenger started walking up and down the aisle saying, I will kill everybody on this plane. I will kill everybody. Accept it. Die in the name of Jesus. And then two other passengers tackled him and strained him in his seat as he was screaming, die in the name of Jesus to everyone. Why did they turn the plane around? I mean, that seems like problem was solved. Problem solved. Was the Continue pilot afraid on. that Jesus would actually kill everybody in the plane? Is that what happened? So, yeah, that's what we're afraid. We're, we're like, oh, shit, Jesus. He's, he invoked the name of Jesus. <laughs> like... Look, Chuck, if I hear someone invoking the name of Jesus and die and everyone on my plane, like, yeah, I'm landing as soon as possible. Because those religious zealots, they are, they are scary. They will do shit. He's a terrorist. That's a I terrorist. But he could have planted a bomb somewhere. It could be currently in his rectum. You just never know. That's right. You could have done that cell phone thing where you slice yourself up and you stitch it up inside your stomach. And, and then and then they're holding them down, and then the other guy that's on the ground calls him, and everybody goes like, "What? What's that?" And then dead. And then it cuts to an exterior shot of the plane just blowing up. Yes, that's why I land as soon as possible. Yeah, I think. That's but also, this flight this flight was from Seattle to Chicago, which is like I don't know three three hours and change. Who want? I, nobody wants to be with that guy. Nobody wants to listen to that shit for three hours because, you know, he'd just be screaming the whole time. He's got freedom of expression, Matt. Does, does the First Amendment not oh, count God on an it. airplane? Freedom of speech. I didn't think of that. Actually, it doesn't. No. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is actually no freedom of speech on a plane. I mean, there is like normal stuff and the government. No, no. Actually, the government will. Fuck, it's FAA. Yeah, it's government. Yep. No freedom of speech on a plane. That's right. It's the government <laughs> shutting this person down. He's merely expressing his religious belief that everyone could go fuck themselves and die on this plane. Yes. The problem with this incident is that uh, uh, all the liberals on board got really confused at the end because as they were returning to make a landing, the man started yelling, Jesus was a black man. Believe it. Oh, yeah. Now Which you're is conflicted. Like, you're like, oh. Now I... That's... Probably true. He was definitely <laughs> at least a brown man. At the very least. I can't believe as an airplane pilot, you would squash both his freedom of expression and his uh, free exercise of religion. You, you've just violated oh. both clauses in that First Amendment. You're right. God, if he starts writing like a newspaper article, oh, I just have like the, tr the hat trick. Oh, my God. Right. If there's another crazy oh. dude there who's assembling. To Wait a second. I also violated his Second Amendment rights because we don't allow guns on planes. Jeez. Oh, God, there's a whole list of shit. They're fucking communists in those planes. Oh, we are. 
It's a, it's a, it's a, is it an autocracy? I don't know. It's a pilocracy. The pilocracy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it an oligarchy? Oligarchy. If there's a captain and a, like a co-captain, but if there's a captain and a first officer, then it's just the captain who's in charge, right? Yep. Yep. That's called a tyranny. That's right. Tyranny of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless something happens to me, then it's the first officer and then the flight attendant. And you don't want the flight attendants in charge. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? No. Should we put it in the computer and uh, see what pops out? Let's stick it in there. This is going to be the final skunk dick uh, ever at Irreligiosity. The last one. Yeah. Pretty important. Start it up. Did you know Kanye's running for president? I had heard that, but I wondered why people were taking him seriously. Does he have a new because album coming out? He usually he's, just does this shit when he's got a new album coming out. Kanye is a friend of Trump's. And the the suspicion is that he's trying to split the black vote uh, away from Biden towards Trump by running for president. I, I don't I don't think I don't think he's got the stamina for this crap. I mean, maybe. I don't know, but uh, he seems a little too flighty for me to be uh, engaged for that long all the way till November. Um, and in the meantime, it's making for some uh, some good political theater, though. Yeah, you know, I would I would say this. Uh, Kanye is actually a self-made billionaire, right? I guess so. I mean, so he's got that over Trump. Um, yeah, he's worth more than him. He, yeah, I think he is. I think that the Yeezy brand shoes are, are worth three billion, something like that. What's uh, what's the young Kardashian uh, Jenner girl? Oh, Kendall, Kendall, Kylie, I think is a billion. Kylie, Kylie's worth more than Trump. <laughs> Kylie Jenner, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, if we just made this serious mistake by uh, electing a businessman with no fucking political experience. <laughs> How are we going to make this right by electing another businessman with no fucking political experience? Let's elect another celebrity. It's working out so yeah, it worked great. Yeah, so great last time. Oh, but he had, a, uh, he had a, uh, an event, right? He did. He had a presidential he, event. He did have an event. He had a press conference, I believe they're called. He said many things. Hey, Chuck, I got an idea. Well, I play a little game here. Let's see if you can guess whether or not the following things are correct. That Kanye possibly said. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's do that. Okay, here's your first question. Do Europeans have a higher tolerance for pain? Europeans? Yes. Uh, Before Trump was elected, I would say it's an open question. After Trump's election of 2016, I say that uh, we definitely in America have a higher tolerance for pain because we're living through this shit. They just have to watch it from afar. Oh, sorry. That's a little premature, but yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes. Kanye West said Europeans have a higher tolerance for pain. Why he said that? It's not really clear. No. But <laughs> he just he But just he said, said it as, as part of his presidential speech, campaign speech. <laughs> All right. Question the two. True or false? Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. Oh, that's true, because she just um, moved them from one white employer to another. I'm going to have to go to the judges on this. Judges? Judges. Ah, 
That is also correct. <laughs> Quote, Harry Tubman never actually freed the slave. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. He's right. He's right. All right. Next question then. Is Steve Jobs a Nazi? <laughs> How can he be anything? He's dead. That's not the question. You will answer the question, sir. Answer the question. The answer is obviously yes. Of course he's a Nazi. That's correct. Steve Jobs, according to Kanye West, is a Nazi. <laughs> Apparently, this was a response to somebody in the audience yelling something that nobody else heard. Again, it's also unclear where he got this from or why. <laughs> he didn't. We need a follow up question on that one. <laughs> we, we probably do. However, we didn't get one. Uh, are you familiar with Kanye West's ex-girlfriend, Amber Rose? Uh, yes, I think. I think. Maybe. Is, is she a stripper? And there's two parts to this question. Is she a stripper? And did he date her anyway? <laughs> the second question kind of... Uh, gives you the answer to the first. So I'm going to go with, based solely on the question, yes to the first part and yes to the second part. And I just want to remind people before I tell you if you're right or wrong, that remember, these are all, this quiz is all about what he said, not about what actual reality is. So, no, right. <laughs> so you just remember, is... Kanye stopped taking his meds, right? So this is Kanye right. off his medication. So you say, yes, she's a stripper, or like he said, and, anyway. And, and he yes, yes, he dated her anyway. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wow, yeah. two points for you. For I'm not sure why that's relevant in a presidential campaign event, except for the fact that I believe Kanye recently found Christ. He, he found Jesus, and now he's Jesus is, is a friend. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he put out a whole album, didn't he, of like uh, Jesus music? Chuck, uh I have no idea. Matt, you're doing I, an entire section on Kanye. You did no fucking research. I know nothing of his music except for that Gold Digger song because it was in the news and I didn't think it was that great. So Matt, That is, without doubt, the whitest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Just you wait. Chuck, would you consider yourself a liberal? The answer to that one is yes. That's correct. Um, that's not part of the game. <laughs> Here's the question. Are you ready? Ready. What do you do to backlash? What do liberals do to backlash? No, no. Uh, just so I had to make sure you're liberal, because in order to answer this question, you must be liberal. So... What is the proper response to backlash? Cancel culture. Sorry, Damn. that is incorrect. <laughs> Abortion? It's backstroke. You backstroke to backlash. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure it was either cancel culture or abortion. Uh, nope, it's backstroking, apparently. All right, next question. Uh did Kanye want a baby? Now, see, I jumped ahead uh, because I think Kanye did not want a baby and he wanted Kim to abort that baby. That is... I think that's wrong. Damn it. 
He said, even if my wife were to divorce me after the speech, she brought North into the world even when I didn't want to. But Kim Kardashian said that he was the one that wanted to have children. That's weird. So he wanted to have children, but he also cautioned, uh, like, counselor to have an abortion. It's it's all things. He is Kanye. Okay. <laughs> all right. And the important thing is you missed that question. Yeah, I, I don't um, pretend to understand him, but he must know what he's talking about. He's Kanye. <laughs> Next question. You know what would have been great? What? Yes. If, if, at this point in the presidential conference, uh, what is it called? Presidential campaign event? News conference, yeah. If uh, Taylor Swift just jumped in and grabbed the microphone from him. I want yes. you to finish, Kanye. <laughs> I got some shit that I want to talk about. Uh, Chuck, how many fucks does Kanye give about whether or not he wins the presidency? Oh, he gives zero fucks. Zero fucks. I'm pretty confident in that one. Yes. He doesn't give a fuck. Not a single fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was either zero or one. For a bonus question, what does that beg the question of? That begs the question, why in the fuck is he running for president? Correct. (laughs) Bonus point for you, sir. All right. This one's a hard one. So get your thinking cap on. But if Kanye is over... What else is over? Oh, if Kanye is over, what else is over? Uh, the answer to that, I believe, is everything. Everything. Hmm. Judges? Yeah, yes. They're going to give it to you. The, the correct answer is the country's over. But due to American exceptionalism, the country and everything, everything is... everything. The United <laughs> States enough. is everything. Uh, all right, next question. We're almost done. We're getting into the speed round, sort of. I mean, not really, but I'll just say that. How much will Africa, you know, the entity Africa, how much will Africa pay women <laughs> to have a baby? <laughs> uh, Kanye doesn't know that Africa is a continent uh, and not a Africa country. Africa will pay women to have a baby. And how much, we'll just say that's a given, how much will they pay? Uh, I don't know. I think Kanye himself said that he he would give a million dollars to every pregnant woman. So I'm going to say a million dollars. A million dollars. Seems like a lot. Seems like but... a lot of money. That's yes. correct! Africa will pay one million dollars to have a baby. Again, nobody knows where he's getting this from. <laughs> Why is the continent of Africa paying pregnant women a million dollars? Don't know. I need, I need to know the answer to this. Oh. All right. Getting into the final round here. How much did Kanye smoke last night? Uh, all of it. That's my answer. All of it. All of it is your answer? All of it. That's Judges? Oh, no, uh, sorry. Answer's a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he showed restraint because it was the eve of his presidential campaign event. Yes. It also explained, quote, why he's disorganized. And then he also said that with marijuana, we would be free. And that yeah, is. That is true. Yep, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is correct. All right. Here we go. Shooting guns are blank. 
Shooting guns are blank. Shooting guns are blank. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Sorry, I should have said that. Fill in the blank question here. Shooting guns are blank. Okay, if it's the shooting that's the subject of the sentence, it should be shooting guns is. Probably. But he says are. So shooting guns are? Shooting guns are uh, protected by the Second Amendment. Yes. Hmm. That's that's for sure. That's while a he, definite positive. While he was talking about his support for the Second Amendment, <laughs> his answer it. was... Shooting guns are fun. (laughs) (laughs) Shooting guns are fun. They are fun to shoot. Shooting guns are fun, yes. All right. The solution for Big Pharma is what? Legalizing weed. No. Although, you know what? I'm going to give you a half point. The solution for big pharma is that we need to make big farms. Oh. Big farms is the solution. <laughs> it's time to move back to living off the land, as opposed to now, where we live off of air. The sky. The sky, yes. Yep. We live off the water. Uh, wow, he's really off his meds. Kim, uh, Kim, please, please, Kim, can you just slip some medication back into us? And for a final question, Chuck. Yes. And this one's a this one's tricky ground to navigate, so you want to think carefully. But Bring he it. was asked again about his Harriet Tubman remarks. He said the Harriet Tubman things is I'm sick of what? No, I'm sorry. I'm sick of black iconography being used by what? Uh, I'm going to say honkies. That's correct. (laughs) Although he didn't explicitly say the word honkies, he said white corporations. (laughs) It's the same thing. Yeah. There you go. That was a tough one. Chuck, for a bonus point, if you could name one important issue that he did not address in his presidential campaign... His premier presidential campaign speech. That's it. You, If you can name one thing he didn't mention, one, one thing, important issue. One important issue he did not mention. He did not mention the men's rights movement. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn it. I forgot that well, you said well, important. Well, it's true. <laughs> he did not mention that. I forgot that you it's said not an important, important issue. issue. <laughs> uh, answers we would have accepted was the current pandemic, the recession, jobs in the economy, or any stimulus package he thinks Congress should pass, uh, domestic terrorism, or the Russian bounty on American soldiers, or any other issue we're going through. Matt, I think you should have included the men's rights movement because it is the most important thing facing men today. Judges? Oh, sorry. Incorrect. Well, so long as it was vetted by a group of independent judges. Wait, how many of those? How, how many point. of those judges have vaginas? Oh, um. Oh, yeah, too many of them. <laughs> Invalid. Invalidated. Well, it looks like you're our winner, Chuck. Uh, Matt, I 
really, I kind of feel bad for Kanye. It's just hard to watch. Uh, holy shit. Uh, somebody help Kanye, please. Please help Kanye. Yeah. Here's the thing about electing celebrities to do stuff. You don't know when they're going to go off batshit crazy because I didn't really know that much. Let's say prior to uh, the apprentice years, even during the apprentice show, I thought Trump was just he's just some goofy semi celebrity rich guy that kind of like has his rich guy stuff and also likes to be in that celebrity world because he's a narcissist. And then after Obama was elected, for some reason, he became <laughs> completely nuts. And then we've all seen the outcome of that. Kanye, I thought, was the same way. He was just, yeah, he's a musician. He's a celebrity. They're all kind of nuts. You have to kind of be that way to want to be in the spotlight so much. But at some point, <laughs> the opinions and the actions are going to start showing themselves. And and you don't know what you're going to end up with. So I don't want a Trump presidency or Kanye. I don't want Oprah. I mean, as much as a, I mean, I'm sure she could do a better job than Trump. But no Oprah. I don't want Henry Rollins. Although, if it came down to it, I'd totally vote for Henry Rollins. But <laughs> there was a Henry Rollins for president thing going on. I mean, but, as an anti-Trump vote, sure. Uh, I would vote yeah, for yeah. A, I mean, an actual skunk dick. and, and The actual dick of a skunk over Donald Trump. Yeah, there's something to be said for experience in bureaucratic and political matters. And knowing how government runs and how to function and do shit and get shit done. Yeah. There's also something you said for the uh, flaccid dick of an actual skunk not harming our country as much as it has been harmed in the past four years. That is true. I, I would vote for a skunk dick over Trump. Well, I guess that means you're running for president, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Do you think the country's ready for a white male for president, Matt? Oh, God, are they ever. Now is the time. <laughs> Finally, for the white man to stand up <laughs> and be counted. Yes. Oh, God. It's the atheist thing that would trip me up. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry. Oh, We're still, no. I think, bottom of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Can an atheist be president? No. Sorry. No. Turns out there are religious tests for office. All right, Matt, now on to the meat of the podcast, where we are yes. talking to Litigation Council uh, for American Atheists, Jeff Blackwell. Welcome. guys wait did i get that wrong isn't it chief litigation council for american atheists chief litigations chief, operations officer. yeah chief executive litigation sure as the only one i will claim title to chief <laughs> <laughs> then you're definitely chief litigation consultant oh my god add that onto your resume <laughs> i'll talk to the higher-ups about getting a new business are you currently suing anyone is there anyone you're suing now you can even tell us you're currently suing? Um, yeah, we have two cases in active litigation right now. Um, oh. Let's see. One is on appeal up to the Fifth Circuit, and um, 
uh, I'll be working on uh, the appellate brief in that next month, later this month slash next month. Um, and then we are in the middle of suing a state senator down in Arkansas named Jason Rapert. Jason Raper? Rapert. Oh, let's Rapert. Not, okay. Let's not <laughs> defend. I was going to say Arkansas. That someone. name's on point. <laughs> Um, yeah, do enunciate the T. <laughs> it's actually against Stanley Jason Rapert. Ah, uh, poor Stanley. What did he do now? Probably um, can't talk about it. So, uh, he has the practice of essentially blocking or deleting critical comments on his official social media accounts from anyone who is atheist, um, criticizes his perspective on you know church state separation the, he he is one of the driving forces behind the um, installation of a 10 commandments monument on the grounds of the arkansas state capitol uh-huh. so he's gotten some criticism on that and he's deleted comments it, it's um it's all about censorship and kind of follows in the footsteps of um knight first amendment institute v trump which is potentially going to be going up in front of the Supreme Court. We'll have to wait and see. Um, he has been sued and has lost at every level. Look, let me just cut you off here. When are you guys going to stop pussyfooting around and just sue Jesus Christ? You guys can get together with Pure Flicks and uh, co-sponsor the entire thing. I'd like to call Jesus H. Christ make a movie out of to that. the stand. Um, you know, if I could figure out what jurisdiction he's domiciled in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how to uh, serve him with process. Um, Damn it. It may be one of those things where you have to, like, serve him in the place of his ancestors uh, or, or whatever it was. Uh, so, uh, Bethlehem. You, know, like you got yeah, yeah. to go to Bethlehem. Just have the subpoena ready. Uh-huh. So when he returns, you're like right there to serve him. And it's like, are you Jesus Christ? Why, well, yes, I am. <laughs> You've been served. And then I'll do a little dance. Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. <laughs> I just came back. I'm here um, to restore the kingdom. That was my Jesus impression, by the way. That was really he's good. Still, that's how, he's a stereotypical Italian who wears a pizza. All of Matt's. <laughs> Accents, you know, impersonations, impressions of people outside of America. They're all Mario from all, Super Mario. All the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a King Majadoon. <laughs> Why is this sad? Well, we're here to discuss the Supreme Court case. And I don't even know what the name is, Matt. That's how much research I've done about this. Espinoza v. Montana Department of Revenue. I think. Espinoza v. Montana. You got it right. Department of I'm done. Good. I can go now. And let's have Jeff set up the background of this case, because it's interesting, because this case, I don't understand why it was even tried at the Supreme Court level. It should have just ended. So this case is procedurally bizarre. Um, What happened was the Montana legislature passed a bill that said, um, essentially, we're going to provide a tax credit up to $150 of your whatever state taxes you owe 
if you donate to what are called uh, student scholarship organizations, SSOs. There were, um, I think, uh, essentially uh, organizations that provided scholarships for students to attend private schools could be certified as SSOs by the state, and then donations to those organizations would be essentially dollar for dollar, you know, marked off of your state taxes. With uh, yeah, tax credits better than yeah tax write-offs or deductions, I guess. Um, I guess I, so. Tax law makes me want to gouge my eyes out with a grapefruit spoon, so I don't want to get lost in the nitty gritty of that. Well, in a way, it's I mean, it's like a you're getting a it's like you're making a direct contribution, but getting a a completely dollar for dollar like return on that instead of like when I do my charity donations and I just get a reduction in in the amount of taxes based on what I owe, or sorry, based on my right. income. But not like a credit towards what I owe. Yes, and that's far more valuable. Matt, you're donating <laughs> to the wrong charities. No, charitable <laughs> donations, unless unless it's specifically a credit, are always they always just come off of your your total income, basically. I mean, this is a simple way to do not it. Not in so Montana. That, well, that's because in that instance they're making a tax credit. That's way more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like attractive to people if you yeah, make a, a donation a credit instead of a just right a, it doesn't just lower deduction. your income it actually takes money off of what you owe for the yeah. taxes but so. that also means that the state's getting less directly getting less tax money correct. by that amount correct yes um, that is precisely right and um when the legislature passed the bill they included a um a provision directing the Department of Revenue to come up with a essentially regulations to implement the law that prevented this tax credit from violating Montana's constitutional no aid clause. And various, I think something in the realm of 35 states around the country have no aid clauses in their constitutions. And these are sort of beefed up establishment clause provisions. Um, they prevent government finances from being directed to uh, religion. Um, and, I, and I have the language of Montana's here in front of me. And I'll, I'll, it's, it's not long, so I'll read it. The legislature, sorry? Oh, no, I was saying, let's hear it. Okay. I probably won't understand any of it. Did you just interrupt him to say, let's hear it, as he was talking? I did. <laughs> well, there's probably delays. And things. <laughs> I do, I've been like. Excellent. Uh, aid prohibited to sectarian schools. The legislature, counties, cities, towns, school districts, and public corporations shall not make any direct or indirect appropriation or payment from any public fund or monies or any grant of lands or other property for any sectarian purpose or to aid any church, school, academy, seminary, college, university, or other literary or scientific institution controlled in whole or in part by any church, sect, or denomination. That's Montana's Constitution, Article 10, Section 6, 1. Um, so the reasoning, essentially the legislature said, implement this tax credit in a manner that does not provide direct or indirect financial support to religious schools. The Montana Department of Revenue decided that the way to do this was to implement a rule that no student scholarship organization that provided scholarships to religious private schools essentially would count as student scholarship organizations. Well, that's outrageous. You might as well burn these schools at the stake 
It is religious discrimination. That sounds completely reasonable. <laughs> that was that was exactly the argument that uh, the plaintiffs in the case made. Several parents, several parents sued the state because, while well, sued the Department of Revenue because the rule um, essentially eliminated the at the time I think only SSO that was operating because it provided scholarships to be used at religious schools. Now. The organization, the, 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 I keep getting wrapped up in, there's another organization called the Secular Student Alliance, SSA. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I'm talking about this, I keep wanting to start secular student, but it's the student scholarship organizations exist regardless of this program. All that, uh, all that the law prohibited was them participating in like, essentially when they got a donation, they would not be providing the records of that donation to the state for the state to turn around and discount the tax taxes of the person who did the donating. But isn't it um, po- impossible to exercise your religion freely if you are not given $150 to take your kid to a religious school? <laughs> isn't it impossible? Uh, apparently. Um, Wait, I'm, the- I'm sorry. I'm, I might be confused here. So any, anybody could make a donation to this is it a scholarship fund or is it a scholarship of their choice or so it's or a, is it to the SSO? It's a donation to the SSO. And the statute says that that basically the donations that are received can't be limited to, you know, my donation will only support scholarships that go to this school or or schools that that follow X religion. So you couldn't make a donation to an SSO that would only be used for Jewish schools, Catholic schools, Protestant schools. Muslims, right. schools, I don't know. Yeah. So you can only donate to an SSO that that basically uh, disperse that money to students that will attend like secular universities or or whatever. But not well, these, so these are private K through twelve schools. Oh, oh, I was thinking. Sorry. Okay, no, that's that's like charter schools or something. Oh, we're talking about. Oh, God. So the weird part about this is that most of those are religious, right? I mean, like 80% or something like that, depending on the state. Most of those private schools are religious. If I remember correctly, all of the schools <laughs> that were benefiting from, that were receiving scholarships, there might have been one that was not religious. Virtually all the schools were Christian. It's Montana, Chuck. You've got the University of Montana and then people... That fled Idaho because they're too liberal. Yeah, because Idaho is too liberal for them. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, so these parents uh, file a lawsuit, and eventually uh, it winds its way up to the Montana Supreme Court, that, which looks at the situation and says, "You know what? Yeah, excluding anybody or, or any SSOs that provide scholarships to religious organizations would be discriminatory." So the way to solve this problem and end the discrimination is to eliminate the program altogether. Essentially, there's no way to implement this program in a non-discriminatory way that follows the Constitution and still provides, you know, a tax credit. So we'll end the program, which should have ended the matter. The parents are no longer being, you know, discriminated against to the extent they were being discriminated against in the first place. Because, by the way, they are not the ones receiving the tax credit. They're the ones potentially receiving a scholarship from the scholarship organizations. <laughs> Christians are so persecuted. So the, they're still persecuted by a program that doesn't exist. The discrimination here <laughs> okay. was that they wouldn't receive free money from this uh, 
uh, scholarship fund, right? If they were religious. So that's, that's yep. the discrimination. So they said, uh, no, we, there's no way to do this. So we're going to stop the program. Now everyone's treated equally. Now nobody yes. gets the money. There's no discrimination. So what in the hell possible remedy could the courts give now? You can't make it more equal. That's an excellent question. The Supreme Court felt that there was something that the U.S. Supreme Court I felt that there uh, was something for them to do because the, the parents, when they lost at the Montana Supreme Court, uh, filed a petition for certiorari with the Supreme Court, which is what you do. Uh, it's just a sort of procedural. Did you just thing. make up that word, certiorari? <laughs> is they I sh- did. <laughs> they, they filed a motion to shift them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's called the, the Dr. Evil. <laughs> no, sorry, that's the zip it motion. A petition for zip it, yes. Never mind. That's a different motion. Wow, I haven't thought about Austin Powers in quite <laughs> Uh, so the Supreme Court agrees to take this up and the Supreme Court two, two weeks ago now, a week ago. Well, whenever this comes out, some, some indeterminate period of time ago. ago. Correct. <laughs> Sometime in the past, the Supreme Court uh-huh. reached in and said, absolutely. Let's, let's take a look at this case that's been completely resolved. Yep. The Supreme Court said that while uh, the, the end result of the Montana Supreme Court's decision was that no one's being discriminated against, they started by looking at this no aid provision, which expressly discriminates on the basis of the religious identity of whatever controls the school, and that that's bad. And because they started with that, essentially that that tainted the process. And so Montana has to um, reinstate the program. What the hell? <laughs> that was my reaction. I mean, so uh, this was not a surprise. We had a feeling that this was coming. Uh, but it is a sort of what the fuck um, situation. This program cost Montana money, right? They had they'd set aside something like three million dollars or something like that. I thought you didn't do any research. I I haven't read the decision. <laughs> you you okay. sound suspiciously knowledgeable. <laughs> and don't states have to stay within their budget? Um, yes. It's not like the federal government when you just keep borrowing. So essentially, so, uh, that's that's actually an interesting question because I was uh, on a totally unrelated thing. I, I seem to recall reading somewhere that most states have in their constitutions that they cannot go over budget. They cannot go into debt, but not every state. I'm, I'm, gotcha. I'm digressing wildly from my area. Of sure. Expertise. So, so it might be a state by state thing. Far. Yeah. It's just odd to me that the Supreme Court, the federal government can uh, order a state to reinstitute a program that had been costing them money and will continue to cost them money in the future. It's just, it's bizarre to me. Yeah. And what's, what's really interesting is if the, if the legislature of Montana had decided this is too expensive, we're, we're going to go ahead and nix this program, then presumably that would have been fine. The problem now is that if the Montana legislature reached that same conclusion, it's not clear whether they would be able to to kill the program, even for budgetary reasons, because of this history with the um, 
with with the courts. So does that program now? Uh, it has to exist in perpetuity. I mean, it's just as weird. That's, that's not entirely clear because there are a number of different things that the Montana Supreme Court could do potentially to still keep the program from from being reinstated. But they would essentially be tempting fate, and it would just go right back into the Supreme Correct. Court and yeah, say, right. "No, that wasn't good enough." Either. So, in all likelihood. Uh, the Montana Supreme Court will issue some sort of new decision and they'll have to figure out how to reconstitute the program. Did the Supreme Court's decision invalidate that section of the Montana Constitution that uh, says no? It Was it was it a law or was it part of their constitution? It's part of their constitution. And, and strangely enough, the Supreme Court did not do that. They did not say that the constitutional provision is invalid and, and unconstitutional under the U.S. Constitution, which is, you know, the supreme law of the land. And that kind of State constitutional provisions can be ruled unconstitutional. And I don't want to get lost in the weeds, but it seems to me that the reason they did that was because the plaintiffs in this case did not did not file a lawsuit challenging the provision of the Montana Constitution on its face. They did not mount a facial challenge saying this is unconstitutional, period, across the board. What they did was they said this this clause is unconstitutional as applied to our specific situation. And so the Supreme Court said that when the Montana Supreme Court looked at this specific situation, they should have deduced that they had to look beyond, uh, essentially ignore like a weird sort of magic eye the um, provision in question and um, decide the other way. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to donate to the temple of Satan because certainly the temple of Satan <laughs> can start some schools and apply for this same scholarship program. You uh, even donate to American atheists because, you know, we could start some schools as well. Absolutely. If we, if we got a, 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 you know, I haven't, I haven't talked about this with my higher ups, but I imagine if we got a slew of donations saying I've donated this money specifically for the creation of an atheist school, we would seriously consider that. All right. I'm donating not to just, a, not just a secular school, not just a school that, that doesn't deal with religion. Those, those kinds of schools do exist. Um, but a school that explicitly teaches humanism and that there is no God. We do know we cannot count on, you know, salvation from on high for our problems. We must look to ourselves. And then, and, and then those schools would be just as entitled to these uh, taxpayer funds as, because uh, that's what we're talking about here. We are talking about, you know, when you're dollar for dollar reimbursing somebody, you're basically saying here, the, the state is giving those taxpayer funds to the SSOs. Um, Atheist schools would be just as entitled to those funds as St. Francis um, Xavier's parochial school in Butte, Montana, or something. I don't know that there's a St. I went to a St. Francis Xavier school. All those, all those atheist schools out there. Right. I mean, it just so happens that all the schools are Christian because they, they would prefer to duck reality, right? I mean, that, that's why all these things are, they don't want their yeah, kids and, indoctrinated. And it's a lot easier to get resources when you yeah. can threaten people with punishment of hell if they don't tithe. So. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So do these, uh, are these religious schools, are they nonprofit schools? To my knowledge, they are. And, and I mean, I have not looked into this, but virtually every, I'm, I'm not aware of any private religious school that is for profit. 
that doesn't mean they don't exist, but as far as I know, they yeah. are nonprofits. And I think under the provisions of this statute, they were required to be a nonprofit school. I mean, so they're already, they're already tax exempt, right? Yep. For that. So, the, but they also want tax money. Is that, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm just thinking of some organizations I donate to, like 501Cs. Like, can you be tax exempt and yet still receive taxpayer money? Sure. Plenty of 501c3s receive grants and things like that from the federal government, state governments for doing all. I mean, Habitat for Humanity, I imagine, gets grants. And plenty of nonprofit yeah. um, hospitals get federal grants. Um, we weren't planning on talking about this, but the um, the S- uh, Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP loans, could be given to nonprofits and they, SBA had some special provisions that applied only to churches and, and it looks like somewhere between like seven to $20 billion of the PPP loans went to churches, religious schools, religious nonprofit entities of, of one type or another. It's tough to say because the SBA, of course, in this limited situation did not provide specific information about how much organizations that were digressing from SBA, but, um, <laughs> essentially the SBA said we'll release data on these uh, PPP loans, but you're only going to get ranges. So like we're, we, we won't provide any information for any entity that received under 150 grand. And then there's like from 150 grand to a million, we'll tell you that entities received some value within there, but not specifics. And $151,000 is very much different than $999,000. So we can only um, provide or, or come up with estimates of how much money went to religious nonprofit entities. Although we do know, it seems, that uh, they received at least twice as much in the last four months as the CDC received in its annual budget. Right. So yeah, there you there's go. something to be said there about where uh, this administration's priorities lie. I also would like to point out, I believe, in, in, in the most ironic and would be funny, but uh, if it weren't, uh, you know, happening to us, I think the Ayn Rand Institute got government bailouts also. Yep. No, oh, how could they even accept that? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't they when pull that, themselves the up by their bootstraps? <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, you can't um, vaccinate yourself by your bootstraps or something. Shouldn't. Um, Shouldn't the Ayn Rand Institute spontaneously combust over that irony? <laughs> so this was a 7-2 ruling, right? Did you see that coming? I was surprised. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I might be confusing. Was it a 7-2 ruling? The contraceptive no, mandate? It was. It was 7-2. Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh, um... I'm sorry. No, I am thinking of Our Lady of Guadalupe v. Yeah. Morris in Peru. Uh, okay. This was this was five four. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ginsburg, Kagan, Breyer, and Sotomayor all all dissented. Yeah. Okay. Well, in, in the last three weeks, we've gotten so many decisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, again. So this is a five four decision. There's another recent case about a uh, religious school firing their employee. Uh, who then, I believe, did she sue for wrongful termination? So, yes, this was um, the one I just mentioned, Our Lady of Guadalupe v. Morrissey Peru. And um, it's actually two cases that the Supreme Court consolidated together because the factual circumstances were very similar. In one, the one involving Morrissey Peru, who the case is 
titled after. She was essentially her contract was not renewed and she believed it was because she was too old that they wanted to hire somebody younger. Um, she filed a claim with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and they went through their investigatory process. I won't get too lost in the weeds in employment div- in, in employment discrimination cases. When when you feel you've been discriminated against in an unlawful way, you have to file a claim with either the state or federal agency that handles those kinds of things. They went through their investigatory process and gave her what's called a right to sue letter, and she filed a lawsuit against the Our Lady of Guadalupe school. And then in the other case, which was even more egregious, uh, the the teacher there, Beal, was fired after she informed her employer, another Catholic school, that um, she had been diagnosed with breast cancer and was going to need time off for treatment. They essentially, in the words of uh, Justice Sotomayor, said she would not be welcomed back after she was done with her treatment which is a, a very straightforward violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So she went through the same process, filed a lawsuit against her former employer, and the Supreme Court decided, 7-2, that these two teachers were not entitled to protection under the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, nor the Americans with Disabilities Act, because of something called the ministerial exception. Yeah, it's a great way for... Uh, a religious organization to discriminate if you get to decide who is a minister, yeah. <laughs> regardless of, I don't know, qualifications or schooling or. Yeah. Anything. And weirdly, Justice Thomas and his concurrence in the opinion um, essentially says that the court should essentially defer to any good faith claim by a religious entity that the position was ministerial. I don't know how to, how you determine what a bad faith claim is in this situation. He doesn't <laughs> they don't consider, they don't even consider there could be one. Uh, I mean, it's I think like Thomas a hobby lobby. They're just like, they'll never use this in a bad way. And don't worry about it. Well, so it's interesting that you raise that. I want to, uh, I want to walk through some things here. So, there was a case back in 2012 called uh, Hosanna Tabor um, Evangelical Lutheran Church at School, some long convoluted name, the EEOC, where, uh, which was the first time that the Supreme Court acknowledged that this thing called the ministerial exception exists and is valid. Now, let me go into a little bit of background because it's necessary. For over a century, the Supreme Court has said that the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause prohibit the government from interfering in ecclesiastical leadership, what have you, decisions of religious, of houses of worship, because to have the government say who should be in charge at a church would essentially be tantamount to an establishment of religion, also clearly a violation of that church's free exercise of their religion if they felt this minister was not right for their organization. So that's one thing to keep in mind, that when it comes to leadership positions, the the, the courts really are constitutionally precluded from looking at those and and giving them scrutiny. And I think validly so. You know, if I, uh, I think there's an argument to be made that if I, as American Atheist Litigation Council, were to convert to Scientology, the organization would be within its rights to dismiss me because I am not uh, no longer a member of the of the viewpoint regarding religion that American atheists hold. Now, there's you know some debate about whether or not that's true. 
um, specifically with regard to, you know, non-believers. But nevertheless, there is that exception for specifically church leadership. Now, in Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, you the government prohibited any business with more than 15 employees from discriminating along, among other things, religious lines, except that they included a carve-out that said religious entities, um, houses of worship, can discriminate in favor of co-religionists, that, that, you know, a Catholic church can discriminate in favor of Catholics, which, again, makes sense. Sure, you can't have the government... Getting involved in LDS suing uh, uh, because the Catholics didn't hire them, you know, I mean, it just doesn't. Uh, there's no point, right? right? There's no no problem. Yeah. But these guys want to extend that to not just ministers, but everybody, right? I mean, you can't even become a, a Catholic priest or minister in the Catholic religion if you are a woman. But somehow this woman is, for the purpose of discrimination, of getting away with discrimination, she's a minister. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why right. this whole good faith argument just, I find it jarring because if there's one thing religious organizations, country has shown is like, they have no problem with pedophiles and grifters and sexual predators, <laughs> but no. good God, they got to get like, what are you like, possibly gay or something? Like, get out of here. Oh, you got breast right. cancer? Fuck you. Oh, yeah, that's you. Also, no contraception for you. So. Right. Of course. Um, let's see. I've lost my train of thought. Forgive me. I blame Chuck. Yep. No. I totally interrupted you. I derailed you. <laughs> oh, no. But, but to, to that point, they have um, expanded the ministerial exception to include not just people who are the equivalent of clergy, in whatever religion you might be, which was how the doctrine sort of developed in the lower courts. But now it's anybody who has essentially a, a, a role in accomplishing the, um, the organization's primary religious mission or objective or whatever. So a teacher at a Catholic school that's primary mission is to, you know, train up a new batch of uh, a new generation of Catholics is therefore a minister. That was not a foregone conclusion after the court decided Hosanna Tabor back in 2012, but it essentially is now that a teacher at a religious school is a minister. Um, I don't, having read the decision several times now, I don't, know how you could have a teacher at a religious school who is not a minister. Well, uh, Matt, we're going to stop here for a little bit. Um, yeah, I need a break. Yeah, it looks Ooh, like it's heavy. just like everything else in your religiosity, our final podcast uh, is going to have a part two to it. That's right. And there also might be a little Mother Teresa there. Yeah. Maybe some Bible study. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, founding Fathers? Hopefully splitting this uh, podcast, final podcast, up into two parts will cause the rest of our listeners to flounce the fuck out of here. But, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I think people are still, for whatever reason, subscribing to our feed, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, why are you still here? Go away. Go. It's over. I mean, well, listen to this one and the next well, one. Yeah, the I next mean, one. And then go. Then get out of there. Jesus. Get, get a life. That's right. Go yeah, I got nothing. Go Fauci yourself. Oh!
Hey, thanks for listening. And if you liked, click below to link and subscribe or go to our Patreon account. Irreligiosity.com slash fuck you slash penis. In my job, I just violate my patient's Sixth Amendment rights not to wear a mask. We just tie them down and throw a mask on it. Chuck, someone's going re- to edit that clip of you just to say, in my job, I just violate my patient's. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that again. In my job, I just violate the uh, freedom not to wear a mask of my patients. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, hopefully uh, the second part will cause fuck. <laughs> hopefully, we'll cause fucking. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. And if you liked, click below to link and subscribe, or go to our Patreon account. It really, I just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no one can pronounce this goddamn name. It's impossible. Ah. <laughs> uh. Hey, if you like that episode, thanks for lips. Fuck you. <laughs> I think thanks it's for click, click like and subscribe, right? So, hey, if you that is, if you that appreciated this content, oh, okay. Click like and subscribe. If you appreciated this content, click like and subscribe below, or go to our Patreon account. Irrelog- fuck me. <laughs> This, you know what this is? This is exegesis all over again. Are you fucking high right now? Are you high as a fucking kite right now? Not only am I not high, I didn't even drink. And I'm not joking. Because it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I cannot even pronounce the name of our own podcast. Irreligiosophy. Irreligiosophy. You know what? Just fuck it. Just put all this at the end. Let's get one clean take, and then I'll put the rest of it after the music. Okay. All right. I'm a professional. <clears throat> we got this. Uh, hey, if you like this content, click below to like and subscribe. Or visit our Patreon account. It really had you... Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dying over here. I am dying. This is amazing. This is better... Then the fucking podcast awards <laughs> asshole who couldn't pronounce our name. At least he had the excuse of never fucking hearing of us before. Oh, you're <laughs> legit. <laughs> uh, hey, if you like this content, let's be honest, you didn't. So fuck you. But if you did, click below to like and subscribe or visit our Patreon account. Irreligiosity.com slash fuck you slash penis. Yes! Nailed That's it. the one. <laughs>